You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 267. Today, I'm breaking down how to add a ton of value, give your best stuff away for free without sacrificing clients and without overteaching. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services, and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're here, thank you so much for pushing play. It is Sunday, September 24th at the time of this recording. And wow, it has been a week. So I actually thought that I was ahead of the game with my podcasting, but turns out I wasn't when my team sent me a message that said, Hey, do we have tomorrow's podcast up? And honestly, this week has been so crazy for me. If you've been following me over on social, on Instagram and in the group, Facebook group at B Simpson Fitness, then you probably saw that I not only did I hurt my back working out, (laughs) I'm laughing because listen, I sound like your client. So think of this as your market research. I promise we're going to dive into this episode. You can skip through while I blah, blah, blah about my week if you don't care. But, um, and no shade, by the way, I, I've skipped through beginnings all the time, but I'm just giving a little context for why I'm laughing and why I'm recording so late. Anyway, so I felt I heard myself breaking, breaking, uh, working out. I also <laughs> fell down the stairs when I was coming down. And I'm laughing because honestly, if you've been following me, you notice that I have, you likely noticed that I've been super consistent with my posting. So I was literally seconds away from, I mean, I was live actually. I was live on Facebook waiting for Cameron to come and waiting for him to, you know, show up. And I was early. I told everyone I'm going to get some coffee. So I, I slipped on the third stair and I missed the last two stairs and I rolled my ankle and I like, it hurt so bad, but I still had adrenaline and I was like, well, I'm live, so I can't really do anything about it. Let's just go. And I just tried to walk it off. And it, anyway, it ended up hurting so bad. And I was like really a hot mess for a week, but I'm it's Sunday. I'm starting to feel better. My ankle's doing much better. Thank you to actually all of you. I had a lot of people sharing some things in my DM, helping me, you know, with it. Cause I have never felt so old in my life. And it was a great experience to help me remind you that the, the work that you do in this world is so valuable and so important. So we're going to dive into today's topic. It's actually inspired by many of the conversations that I've been having inside of my accelerator program with my accelerators, because what's been happening is how we you know, give away our best stuff away for free how we can add a ton of value and how we can do that without sacrificing clients. So how do I know if we're sacrificing clients? Well, this is a post and a reel that I had done a while ago. And I'm sure that this episode might 
it might be familiar, but I want to, I couldn't remember if I had done an episode like this before, but this is September, you know, as we're closing out Q3 and moving into Q4 and setting up for 2024, this is our opportunity to really just get get clear on how we want to end the year and set up the next year for success. And so part of it is going to be looking at the numbers in terms of the revenue that you are generating on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis, month-to-month basis, and then on a quarterly and then in the context of the year. And so I've been doing that and I've been encouraging my accelerator clients to do that. And so part of it is evaluating, well, how many clients are you bringing in, whether it's leveraged, whether it's one-on-one, How many customers or clients are you bringing in on a week-to-week basis? And I encourage them to look at it all of the time. And one of the things that, that comes up is how do we add a ton of value? How do we post on social? How do we decide what goes behind a paywall? And I know I did an episode on that, but how do we create this compelling content that is going to move people through the customer journey and that we just don't give away all of our best stuff away for free. And so first of all, and so we're going to dive into this, okay? Because there's a couple of components and a couple of things that are at play that I want to invite you to to explore. And the first is going to be, one, how you really understand and determine value and how your client determines value because it's not the same thing as you. Oftentimes what's easy for you is not easy for your client. And this is true for me. I'll give you an example. I I literally updated all of the rapid lean launch stuff that I am for a couple of reasons, because I had like a one 45 minute training inside of the portal about it, because it's just so easy for me to drive promotions, to, to, to come up with compelling content that will move people to taking the next step. It's really easy for me. But then when I started to see how my accelerators and my jump starters were executing, I realized, Oh, There's area of opportunity here for me to just break this down a little bit more to make this more clear, more, more chunked down. And, and, and so I started to expand it and the feedback that I got was just so powerful on, Oh, this is so helpful. I can see now where my areas of opportunity are. I can see where I'm executing, where I'm not executing. And it was just really insightful and helpful for me to see. And so this happens to me too. And I want to invite you to do the same thing for your clients, because I'm willing to bet that if you looked at the way where you break things down right now, that there might be a a level or an area of opportunity for you to break it down even further to simplify it without sacrificing the complexity, because I'm not saying make it so simple that, that, the it can't be complex. Sometimes there are components to you building out a scalable system that's pressure-free, permission-based, that takes what it takes until it takes, that's going to require skill. And that skill level is going to just inevitably include a layer of complexity. But that doesn't mean that it can't be done and that the action steps can't be chunked down. And that's really what we're looking at. And so we need, so that's number one is to invite you to look at the areas of opportunity that you feel are so easy and so simple that maybe your clients need to really 
chunk it down even for, further. And then number two, when we're really understanding what valuable value is, we have to understand that you are looking at the speed of implementation to get to the desired outcome. That's your number one lever. So for me, when I was looking at that rapid lean launch experience, I wanted to speed up execution. I wanted to speed up implementation because I noticed a lot of people were dragging their heels on that. And I know that there is a part of all of us that could say, well, that's because the client's not doing it, blah, 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 blah. But for me, when I'm really looking at things, I'm looking at it from two lenses. I'm looking at it from the lens of people sign up for things and they want to be successful. They don't want to not do well. And so this is why it is essential for you to make sure that you are charging the value of the outcome and the experience of what it is that you are creating. Because when you undercharge for your services, then you're going to call in people who might not yet be ready for the level of speed, the level of implementation, or they don't have enough on the line to show up for themselves. So for me, when I'm looking at it, I'm really looking at it at the people that are showing up, that I'm not chasing, that I'm not begging, that they're showing up, they're doing their work. I'm looking at the questions that they're asking, and I'm asking myself, how can I improve the process to make it more simple and executable so that they get results faster, so that they implement faster, so that they can see wins, so that they can see progress, so that they can see that the process works. And how can I do that without sacrificing the complexity? Because I can't turn your your computer into an ATM. And you can't eat and do the program for your clients. They need to want to do it. And so with that in mind, we are calling in those people. And so knowing that I'm calling in that type of person, I'm really looking at the ways that I can refine my process so that I can speed up implementation to get to the desired outcome faster or to demonstrate that their that their progress is happening so that they can deepen buy-in both in the process and then also for themselves. And so when you really fully understand that, you're probably listening to this and maybe you realize that It's not about the information. Information is a commodity. What we're really talking about is the implementation and the speed of implementation. And there are people that are going to be super successful with the step-by-step do-it-yourself. But even that level of step-by-step do-it-itself is going to be organized to get to a desired outcome. So... Number one, so so what we're doing is we're evaluating how people perceive value. That's number one. And then when we can really simplify it without the complexity, that's number two. And then number three, what I want to invite you to understand when we are sharing information. So in addition to the fact that information is a commodity and that we are really, that that when you are trying to sell information, that's like trying to sell an encyclopedia and no one said that encyclopedia is, you know, no one ever sought the encyclopedia on the bestsellers list. Maybe they did in the 70s, but that's no longer true now. 
And, and when we're constantly information, education, education, information, education, then we're potentially running the risk of sounding like Charlie Brown's mom. Wah, 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 wah. Okay. So number, so what does that mean? That means that we need to shift perspective. What you need to understand before we even actually teach, aside from the fact that, you know, when we are teaching all the time, it just sounds like it begins to be white noise. But when you can actually shift perspective and provide clarity for your client, you are going to add value. So again, it's another area of opportunity for you to fully understand what it means to add value because there are three things to consider. Number one, your client is operating from mistakes and misconceptions. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the problem. The problem would be solved by now. So what I want to invite you to consider is that your client is either not clear about the real problem that they're in, meaning they don't think that the problem pertains to them, or they're doing all the wrong things to fix it. So let me give you an example. Your client is walking around saying, I have a headache. Well, what's the real problem? The real problem is that either they're dehydrated or maybe they have a concussion. And so when you are creating solution-based content to solve a problem that your client doesn't think that they're in, it's, it's just noise. Three ways to end dehydration. Three ways to end a concussion. Oh, no, no, I don't need that. I just have a headache. So when you can expose the real problem, when you can identify that the actions that they are taking to solve the problem are actually mistakes because of misconceptions that aren't their fault, then now we have helped our clients. So I'll, I'll give you another example. Let me give you another example of this that is that just actually recently happened to me. And I see this a lot in advanced people and high performers is that I, I did this mindset reset, okay? Um, and it was actually it was actually manifestation babes reset that she did. And it was in theory, I, I call it a mindset reset because that's honestly what it was for me. And it was so good and it was so and 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 what I realized in the reset was that I she gave us this pretty this intense protocol to, to follow. And when I looked at the protocol, I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is going to be really easy. And I thought that it was going to be easy because a lot of the protocol elements I already do. And so the protocol elements, just for funsies, if you are curious, I, was that no alcohol, no drugs, no no, no plant medicine, nothing. And I was like, easy peasy. I don't, I don't do that. I already had, I have, I drink alcohol sometimes, but really limited. So I was like, oh, easy. No problem. I, I, no problem. So that was number, that wasn't number one, but that was an example that comes to my mind fresh out of the protocol. That was super easy. The other thing that was easy was like, no news. I don't watch the news anyway. We couldn't watch any junk television, like no television at all. No crime podcast, no horror, no, no crime podcast, no horror, no, uh, no toxic television. I was like, great. No problem. She also gave us a protocol around toxic people. No easy. I don't really associate or have any toxic people that I would consider toxic. 
uh, close to me. So I was like, no problem. And then she was like, no scrolling. I don't do that. So that was easy. And then, you know, one of the things she said, it was like no input. So no courses, no, no, no education, no, no podcasts. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I listened to some stuff, but that will be easy. Then we had to do workout every day. We had to move every day and we had to eat well, and we had to uh, do some breath work and then meditate every day. That was, that was essentially the protocol. Okay. And I remember looking at that list and majority of it, I was like, okay, well the input, that'll be weird. I think, you know, I think that'll be pretty easy. I don't listen to it that much. And I was like, oh, well working out and eating well, I already know that that's kind of hard for me and I've kind of been like slagging about it, but that's okay. I can clean it up. So those, those two will probably be the hardest things. But then I started getting into the protocol that I realized, oh, wow. I actually have a lot of input in my life that I didn't realize I was inputting. When I could, I, I, oh, wow. I listen to books all the time. I listen to podcasts all the time. Like that is like my go-to thing. And I never thought of that as like a problem or anything, but I didn't, I wasn't present to how I was unconsciously inputting. And the intention and what I realized doing that for myself was like, oh, This is why I haven't been present to my own thoughts because I just keep putting other people's thoughts in. And it's not necessarily that it was a bad thing. It's just more about getting present to it. And in that moment, I realized, oh, this is me having a preconceived notion about what I'm doing and then not being really honest and true and present to the truth about it. And it wasn't until this protocol that I did that I got present to it. And so this is an example of how you can do this for your clients. How can you help them get present to the truth about what it is that they are doing that they are not recognizing could be impacting them and could be preventing them from getting to the problem. Now, a lot of what my accelerators go through, and which is why we have so much customization, is that we're so close to our stuff. Sometimes it's really hard for us to find this, to work through this, which is why inside of the accelerator program, we talk about it. We coach on this and we help you refine this. So I want you to really get clear for yourself. What is easy for you? What are some of the elements that you can create for your client or or help expose your client to that truth because that was so valuable for me. And for her, for Catherine, she might've been like, well, this is just what I do every single day. So of course, this is so easy to just tap into your intuition or tap into, into higher higher learning because it's easy for me. But I wasn't, I wasn't recognized that, recognizing that I'm just not quiet enough but I just have a lot of input. And so that's an example of something that you can do for your client is just help them get present to that. And that's not necessarily education, education, education. Now, the example I gave you was, but but it doesn't have to be. It could just be, you know, calling out the behavior. Now she could have, so that was an example of an how-to. Now she could have given me like a post that was like, hey, you might be, you might be, you know, your constant podcast listening, reading, doing courses might actually be preventing you from hearing higher guidance, which is why you're not getting to desired outcome. Now I would have leaned in and listened to that and thought, oh, really? Why? Okay. So that it doesn't have to necessarily be an educational post. It can be 
Okay. But that's a way of giving value for your client without necessarily giving them all the deep stuff. Okay. So shifting their perspective and helping them identify that the, that what the actions that they're taking are making it worse. That's going to help you. And now most struggling coaches, smart coaches are creating solution based posts to, to problems clients don't identify with. And then, or they're not being specific enough. So they're just sounding like the noise in the echo chamber of thousands of other coaches doing something similar, just like you. And now when I say things like that, people get all twisted because they're like, I can't reinvent the biomechanics of squatting. And I'm not asking you to, I'm asking you to layer on your context. I'm asking you to layer on your process, the way you do things. And so that is going to be you stepping into the being the niche. You are the niche. I mean, I've had this experience too, where I <laughs> I can't remember who specifically it was that I was talking to, but I was talking, I was feeling so self-conscious about my program, about my process. I was like, everyone else is doing the same thing. And I know, you know, it's just like so-and-so's, but a little bit different. Because I did this, I, I learned this from James and then I realized, but this doesn't work. So I need to do this. And so I learned this from, from Brandon. And then that was really cool. But then my clients, they really work really well with this type of post. And so I created this. And so it was always, a, it, it's always giving credit to who I learned this from and then giving contacts. That's how I can start to add value, shift perspective, take what I'm learning and be the niche and be enough now. And that's what I want to invite you to do when you're adding value for your clients. And so then we need to understand, then we need to understand that information, now understanding that information is literally a commodity. So now in addition to shifting their perspective, the next thing that we really need to do is we need to create the gap for taking the next step. So this, so there's lots of ways that you can create the gap. You can either give them the best tip, the number one tip, and then demonstrate how will you go deeper inside of your program, inside of your container. Okay. That's one way. The second way is you can actually just give them their win, solve the problem, and then highlight and demonstrate the next problem. Because here's the good news. You are a solution finder. Your job, your career is designed to help solve problems. And when you can really focus on being the solution finder to challenges, to problems, this will help you step into a different energy rather than just always looking for the problems. Because this is going to help you recognize that, oh, hey, I'm a solution finder, that every time I solve a problem, there might be a challenge and that is that's going to come up and it's inevitable. And that's a good thing because you are a solution finder. You get paid for solutions. And so when you constantly are naming the problem that is 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 being faced and demonstrating how you're going to solve it, that automatically creates the gap of taking the next step. Okay. And so that's number, I don't know where, what number are we on? Three, four. That's, that's next, right? Creating the gap. So you're going to, you're going to name the first best thing. Tell them that the more that you go deeper in the program or the product. Number two is solving the problem and then introducing the next problem that you're going to fix inside of the program. And then the other thing that you can do is so, so that's, that's how you can create a gap. Okay. 
Then, not last, next to last, let's Taylor Swift it. Okay, so what do I mean by that? So what can you, Taylor Swift it? And I think of, I always just think Swift it when I when someone asks me how can I add a ton of value, I'm like, well, Swift it. Let's take the example of Taylor for as an example. You could buy her music on Spotify or on iTunes, wherever you listen to music. Hey, you probably could listen to her podcast for or her music for free. Just just go to YouTube and search Taylor Swift and hear all of her greatest hits, hear her concert. And yet peep, she broke the internet this summer. Not only does she break the internet, you have to get in line to get in line to potentially get a ticket to her show, which people are traveling all over the world to see it, to see it multiple times. They are spending hundreds and thousands, maybe not hundreds, but thousands and thousands of dollars for tickets, for travel, for, for, I know there's at least one person who spent five figures on, on Taylor Swift tickets. Now you have to ask yourself, what about the experience of going to her show, of being in her energy? Is someone going to go to a concert when they could just listen to her music on YouTube and really think about what are the differences of being at a concert? It's not just the vehicle of her music. It is the experience. It is the the energy, the potential to meet her, to be with her, to see her in person, to listen to her live, deliver the vehicle of her music that she has created that has impact, impacted the world. And Taylor, just for the record, in case you didn't know, she is such an incredible human being. Love her or hate her music. She's just so, she's such a smart businesswoman and so good to people and cares about people. And she will probably go down in, in I don't know, in, in re- just breaking records for, for her tours and for this particular tour. I don't know all the data on that, but I, I do know that, that she is, you know, changing the game for the, for the industry. And so how can you change the game for your industry and how can you swift up your events, your experiences, because they are, it's a different thing. They're not paying for information. They're not investing in information. And so for me, that's what, what has allowed me to, to give away all my stuff. Like just listen, you could, there's almost 300 hours of podcast information that if someone sat down and really just wrote it down, implemented it, did all of the work, guest tested and assessed, they could probably, they could have a very successful business doing exactly what we've broken down inside this podcast over 300 and so episodes. And so or 260 episodes, 260 hours of information. But the truth is that most people, they download all their freebie stuff, they they book calls and then they don't show, they don't come up. I, I go live in groups and they don't show up, they don't ask questions, constantly giving away free coaching. And, and the people that do come and they learn and they ask, I serve as if they pay because I'm here to serve and help and make an impact. And the ones who invest in themselves, we speed. It's exponential, the growth that they could have, that they do have. Because you get to learn my lessons faster, faster than I did. And then the last way 
to add value, to give a ton of, give your stuff away for free and without sacrificing your clients is to ask, ask more, ask for the next next step, volume. So if we go back to the growth equation and we look at visibility, visibility, value, and volume, and we look for the sheer amount of times that we need to A, stay at top of mind, and be number one in the niche to just be visible. And number two, the sheer amount of asks. It takes anywhere from eight to 14 touch points before someone makes a buying decision. So ask, ask more than you think. It's not intuitive. Common sense is not so common. Isn't that, isn't that how the saying goes? Just ask more than you think. For the next tap, double tap, like, share this with a friend, comment down below, DM me. And if no one DMs you, who cares? Doesn't matter because no one's going to see it. It's just you. And now here's the truth of the matter, because if you don't, if you don't make a case for the next step, if you don't ask more, if you don't, if you overteach and you just overgive with the intention of let me give away everything, my best stuff away for free, you're running the risk of putting your client into overwhelm and your potential client into overwhelm. And I say this from experience because I even do this into my acceler- from, to my accelerator clients without meaning to, without ask, with accidentally doing this, which is that I accidentally <laughs> will over, I will just give them everything that I have. And then they end up just like getting that glass it, eyes look over their eyes. And either they get so overwhelmed that they don't know where to start. They get so overwhelmed that they think that they can't do it. Because they think there's too much to do and I just never going to get there. Or they they get, there's too much to do and then they just want to grind harder. And it's not about grinding harder. It's about optimizing the time that you're already using. Because I'm willing to bet that you're spending way so much time that could best be on things that, that are great, nice to have, but don't necessarily move the dial, like your about me page or sales pages. And those are great. They have their places, but it's not yet. It's not always going to be the best, most efficient use of your time, depending on where you're at. Just send me a DM if you need help and you're, you need, you need clarity around that and wondering if that's you, because Really, the majority of the 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 majority of what we're doing is optimizing the time that you're already using because most people just aren't present to how much scrolling they're actually doing. When really, if you just optimized the one hour a day that you had, you could have a thriving business. And so I've done this. I have made that mistake of overwhelming and overteaching. How do I know this? People hide. People say, great, thank you so much for this information. I'm going to go try this and then I'll get back to you. Okay. And it was funny. Sometimes when someone will ask me like, hey, can I record this? I'm like, ah, man, potentially I've overtaught. Okay. Because we don't, one, we don't want to run the risk of overwhelming. And then two, we don't want to create this, this destiny of doubt right? Where we create this huge, like, go and do all these things by yourself. Then they go and try it. And then it doesn't work out the way they expected or wanted. And so they start to feel like, oh, oh, maybe I can't do it. Or no, that process doesn't work. And it becomes a doubt, a, a destined to doubt. And we don't want that. 
We don't want that. We want to close that gap and help build confidence, help build competence, which is taking action without sacrificing competency and getting the lesson that you need or the success that you want. And that is how you can give away all your stuff away for free, how you can add a ton of value and do it without sacrificing clients, without overwhelming them so they just don't do it, or without making them feel like, great, this is great. I'm going to go do this. High five. I'll catch you. I'll catch you next time. And if you need help with this, then come and book a profit plan. It's completely free. Here's where we'll, I'll walk you through specifically how you can do this inside of your business so that you can make the impact and the income that you want to make on a consistent basis. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If this episode helped you, I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to screenshot it. Tag me at B Simpson Fitness. Let me know what your biggest takeaways are. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.